episode number 20. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. Welcome, and thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I have been back now from my trip to visit my family in the United States for about a week, and already I have a story for you. Well, of course I have a story for you. I get stuck every day, right? Well, okay, maybe not every day, but if I'm being honest with myself and being honest with you, I would say, yeah, I get stuck quite often. And you know what? That's okay. There's actually no problem with that. It's actually a great thing to recognize that I get stuck. There's really nothing to be concerned about because getting stuck is a human tendency. It happens to all of us. It's natural for us to respond automatically to things and get stuck on them. That is how we, as human beings, are wired. And if I told you otherwise, or pretended to be someone who never got stuck, I'd be lying to you. But the good thing is, you can get unstuck. As long as you are aware that you are stuck, you want to get unstuck, you believe you can get unstuck, and you have a method to do so. And today, I have a story for you that happened just this past week in a parking lot in Israel that I think you're just going to love. But before I share that with you, I just want to take a moment and say thank you for listening. You know, I am new to the world of podcasting. I started this first episode in June, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that it already had a thousand downloads from around the world just in that first month. I really don't understand how the podcast has reached so many people in such a short time, but it did. I don't really advertise this podcast outside of my weekly newsletter and my Facebook page. Anyway, we are now in the third month of the podcast, and I was looking at the statistics yesterday and saw that in August alone, it reached 15,633 downloads. Whoa, that's a heck of a lot of downloads. And again, I have no idea how that happened. But apparently, this podcast is reaching people around the world, and people are listening in, and hopefully getting inspired to get unstuck in their own lives, thereby not only affecting themselves, but also affecting the people around them. Anyway, so if you are listening and in the past you have recommended my podcast to a friend or a family member, I thank you. If you have left an iTunes review for me, I thank you. If you have emailed me with a personal story or just to say hi, I thank you. 
If you have shared your story with me on this podcast, I thank you. What I appreciate most about this work, and you'll never hear me stop saying this, is the personal connections that I make with people around the world. So if you are out there and listening to this podcast, feel free to connect with me in any way that I already mentioned, or even by leaving a comment on the podcast on my website. So one of the 15,633 people who are listening to this podcast around the world is a woman named Bibi, who participated in my very first Getting Unstuck workshop a few years ago. She left me an iTunes review, and I'd like to share that with you here. She wrote, So glad to have been at the beginning of Shira's journey developing this method, as I participated in her first workshop. It's amazingly simple, yet so hard to do. Yet Shira's clarity in this podcast and in the book can really help. Listening to Shira's stories of real examples of how to stop and uncover thoughts and tell yourself what you can consider can be life-changing. It can stop so much tension in a household or at work and can really enhance your communication skills. I really urge you to listen to Shira's explanation of her stuck method to help you get yourself unstuck. Thank you, BB. Yes, you hit the nail on the head. It's amazingly simple, yet sometimes hard to do. It's true. And Bibi, I think, is someone who also immigrated to Israel like I did. She comes from the United Kingdom. You will certainly appreciate the following story I'm going to share. So here I am just a week back from my trip. I'm finally over jet lag. I've unpacked our suitcases and situated ourselves back in our home. And on the last day before school began last week, my kids begged me to take them to one of those indoor trampoline places, and I agreed. I had a feeling the place was going to be packed, and in general, I tend not to prefer to take my kids to places like this, and I prefer rather to stay outdoors and do things in nature, but It's still summer and it's really, really hot here. And I knew that going to this air-conditioned building would be a nice reprieve for all of us. Anyway, so we got in the car and drove about 20 minutes to the shopping mall where this indoor trampoline place is. And as I suspected, the parking lot was packed, like totally packed. Like when you need to follow someone who is leaving the building and wait until they get into their car so that you can get a spot. So I was driving around trying to do just that, and I see someone pull out, so I approach the spot, but I see that it was going to be too tight for me. The cars that were next to the spot on either side kind of parked over the white line, and I was just nervous that I would hit the other cars when we would get out of the car, or they would open the door and hit my car. I didn't think it was a good idea, so I didn't take that spot. But I turned my head and I noticed just two cars down on the other side of the lane was a mother putting her children into the car. So I rolled down my window to ask if she was going to leave, and she responded yes. So I patiently waited. And while we were waiting, I 
noticed another car approaching me. The woman saw the empty space that I was originally going to take, and she saw that I wasn't taking it. And I was happy for her. Lucky her. She found a great spot. But then I saw her do something really weird. She started flailing her hands like everywhere. That is, okay, so I'm in my car just to have you understand this picture. I'm facing her car, right? She's facing me. She's looking at me, flailing her hands everywhere and and yelling. Okay, my window was up and her window was up. So I had no idea what was going on. I was actually kind of nervous for her, like something was going on in that car. So I just sat there and I watched innocently and curiously. And then I noticed she proceeds to pull up her car next to mine instead of taking the spot. She rolls down her window and yells, how would you think I'm going to be able to get into this spot? Your car is in the way. What are you doing? Why don't you back up and let me in? Whoa. She just kept going. She just was screaming at me. And I'm going to save you the rest because it's not pleasant what came out of her mouth. I mean, it was really not pleasant to receive those words and that attitude from that woman, especially since obviously I had no idea that I was preventing her from getting into the spot, which when I thought about it, it was quite clear to me that I was not preventing her from getting into that spot. She was just totally miscalculating things. But nonetheless, of course, I backed up a little bit. She pulled in, she parked, she got out of her car, she locked her car, she passed me while I was still waiting for my spot to become available. She didn't recognize me, she didn't wave to me, she didn't thank me, she didn't smile, nothing. She just passed me like I didn't exist. Now, had this had happened during the past year, maybe I wouldn't have been so affected by it as I was last week. But the thing is, I had just returned from the United States where I did a lot of driving and people there drive differently. Okay, I know everything's relative, but relatively, they drive differently. In my opinion, they are courteous in America when they're driving. They are patient. They are calm. They're like the complete opposite of the way people drive here in Israel, where here, everyone seems to have a hot temper and no one has any patience for anything. And everyone feels quite free to yell at one another for no reason. And each time I travel to the United States and each time I travel back here, it takes me about a week not only to get over jet lag, but to get over culture shock. And honestly, I was in complete shock about this situation. To myself, I thought, really? You're yelling at me? What are you yelling at me for? You don't have to be so rude. Take a chill pill. How I hate Israelis. Yes, that was what was in my mind. Oh man, totally stuck on shock, disappointment, frustration, maybe a little bit of anger, all in just a span of a few seconds. But I caught myself stuck. And so while I was continuing to wait for my spot to open up, I took a S, stop. I closed my eyes, I took a deep breath, and I felt my shoulders drop. 
I T told myself the emotions I was feeling and I allowed myself to feel them. Emotions are normal, I reminded myself. There's no need to deny them. You, I uncovered my beliefs. I believe Israelis are always rude. I believe that lady was totally rude. I believe I did nothing wrong and shouldn't have been yelled at. I believe things always happen to me. I believe this culture is doomed. But I checked into those beliefs and realized that no, not all of my beliefs were 100% correct. Not all Israelis are rude. And if they are, it's not all of the time. Was that lady being rude? Maybe, maybe not. Depends on who you ask. According to her, maybe, she probably was just saying she wasn't being rude. She was just being honest. Things always happen to me. Well, things happen to all of us. I don't live alone in this world. This culture is doomed. I pray to God it's not. So, okay, my story wasn't 100% stable, which allowed me to see, consider other perspectives. I considered this lady was in a rush and or in a bad mood. I considered by getting upset, it wasn't going to help me or her. I considered by suggesting to her, even if it was in my head, to calm down, to take a breath and to smile, all of those things wasn't going to help or change her. I considered that I'm not responsible for changing this person just like I'm not responsible to change any other person on this earth except for myself. And then I thought about Gandhi's lovely quote, where he says, be the change you want to see in this world. Oh, I love that. Isn't that just awesome? Be the change you want to see in this world. He is not suggesting to us to change other people, but rather to take a stand and be the change that you want to actually see in this world. So I thought about that in that moment. And I thought to myself, what can you do, Shira, to be the change that you want to see here in this country? And my response to myself was not react, not yell back, move on, maybe even smile. Yes, smile at the lady or any other person who is acting in a way that seems out of line, but probably is just having a bad day or not even realizing that they are affecting me in that way. Anyway, that's the consideration I took on. And it made me feel better in that moment. It helped me get out of that sticky situation. It helped me to regain power over the situation and feel like I wasn't powerless with that woman in that situation. And just as I was coming to that conclusion where I can consider being the change that I want to see in this country, the lady with the children in her car started to leave her spot, making room for me to enter. And I smiled, and I gave her a wave, and she gave me a wave back. Be the change you want to see in this world. I don't expect to change the world. And 
If I did, I would certainly let myself down because that's too big of a feat. But I can always consider every day being the change I want to see in the world. And from that humble place, I do believe the world has potential to change. So I told myself, K, it was okay that I got stuck on so many emotions in that parking lot. It happens. And lucky for me, I knew how to get myself unstuck. So this is episode number 20, which means next week is episode number 21. And every seven episodes, I take a break from sharing stories with you and rather focus on a topic related to this work or introduce you to a book I am reading or a person who has inspired my work. Next week, I'm going to speak to you about the power of systematic journaling. And I'm going to let you know about my second book that was published over this past summer. For those of you who haven't yet listened to the introductory episodes of this podcast, you won't know that this work of getting unstuck using the stuck method all originated from me writing down my stuck stories in the form of a blog. It was the methodical and consistent weekly writing down of my stories and sharing them with the world that helped this idea of how to get unstuck come into being in the first place. I am a deep believer in the power of writing, and it is a big part of the work I do with my clients and on my retreats. But more about that next week. Before I sign off, take a moment and see where you can consider in your life being the change you want to see in this world. Where can you be the change? At home, maybe at work, while you're on public transportation, at the supermarket, standing online at the bank. Where can you be the change you want to see instead of getting stuck? Consider that this week. And until next time, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.thestuckmethod.com.